0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, June 15th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick. We're going to get to a lot of recruiting on today's show. Before we get to that, Bill and I are going to talk about Ohio State's players. This became national news for some reason last night. Even I've known about this for about a month. Ohio State's players are going to sign waivers removing any liability from the university regarding COVID. So if one of the players comes down with the coronavirus, they won't be able to sue the university And, again, this is no surprise. Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis talked about this a month ago when we had a teleconference with them. And for those that are wondering, you know, Bill and I talked about this, even though Ohio State is in the news right now, every school across the country is going to have their players sign these waivers. It's not like just Ohio State's going to do it or just a handful of schools. But much like the June 8th report date, Ohio State was the first to announce it. And Ohio State is Ohio State, so they get a lot of publicity anyway. So this is why this was national news last night. But, Bill, I don't think this is a big deal at all. It makes a lot of sense. And sounds like every player on the team is willing to do it. There's not even one guy who's not willing to do it. So, just your thoughts on the player signing the waiver?
1: Well, I think a great way to explain it is that it's Ohio State, and right now there aren't any sports to cover. <laughs> I mean, there, there's just there's no live action, so to speak. There's no games to watch. So, you know, people are looking for stories and. Uh, Ohio State is Ohio State, so when you're the first to do something and you're Ohio State, it's going to make news. And, you know, I agree with you Dave. It's not a big deal. I, you know, I can't imagine every other school not going to do it as well. Uh, you know, it, it just makes sense. And as you said, um, there aren't any players that are balking at it or anything else. So, you know, in some ways it's a non-story. But when you're Ohio State and when you're on top of things as they are and you're the first to do something – and people are looking for stories, then it makes
0: news. Yeah, and I said it was a national story last night. Even this morning, I'm watching a sports center and it's flashing across the ticker like every couple of minutes, like Ohio State's players signing waivers. You know, it's a, like, it's a major story. Yeah, as you said, it's Ohio State. So whatever the Buckeyes do is going to draw a lot of attention. And they're the first ones to put it out there that the players are going to sign waivers. And again, like you said, Bill, and like I said, every school across the country is going to do this. It's just Ohio State is the first to announce it. All right, let's get into some recruiting. First of all, let's start with some bad news. It wasn't a surprise by the time it happened, but some bad news. J.C. Latham, who was thought to be favoring the Buckeyes for a long time, started to cool over the last few weeks, and he picked Alabama last week. What kind of happened in that recruitment? Was it just a case of Alabama's done such a great job of getting players, getting offensive linemen specifically to the NFL, while Ohio State, they've had some offensive linemen make it. You know, Billy Price was a first-round pick, Taylor Decker, first-round pick, and they've had some others that were you know, really solid picks, but Alabama has been pumping out, you know, first round draft picks. Was it as simple as that bill or just kind of what happened there?
1: Well, I think it was a number of things conspired against Ohio State in this case. And there was no doubt that uh, J.C. Latham, early in his recruitment, loved Ohio State. You know, I I talked to people close to him, people at IMG, and, um, you know, he he was really big on Ohio State. And uh, Ryan Day and Greg Stadrara continued to recruit him and and did a great job. But there were some things that that happened that really, Changed the tide, so to speak, and I'm not sure that Ohio State could have done much of anything about them, uh, really. Um, you know, first of all, Alabama did intensify their recruiting in the spring. They were recruiting him, but they really intensified early in the spring uh, their recruitment of him. Um, he became, you know, the, their number one target as he should have been because he's. If you look at the 247 Sports um, rankings, he's the number three player in the country, and uh, he remained in Ohio State. Uh, uh, priority as well, but Alabama really, really started to zoom in on him, so to speak, and they did Zoom calls with him that were very effective. Ohio State did Zoom calls as well. Nobody has done the Zoom call better than Ohio State really overall. They've done a a spectacular job with their Zoom calls and virtual tours, but in JC's case, Alabama was very effective uh, with their calls, um, Nick, Nick Saban uh, became a, a huge part of his recruitment. That is J.C. Latham's recruitment. A- and then, you know, when the virus hit and the schools got closed down, um, J.C. J. ended up uh, really staying and living with his mother in Chicago uh, rather than his father in Wisconsin. And that was a big Factor, but his, his father loves Ohio State, and not to say that his mom uh, doesn't like Ohio State, but she really likes Alabama. And when JC was with her that whole time, certainly that did not help Ohio State's cause uh, to land JC. Uh, then you look, as you mentioned, Dave, the lineman that Alabama has produced recently. You know, you got Cam Robinson, you've got uh, Jonah Williams from your Bengals. Dave and 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 Jedrick Wills from my Browns. Um, you've got Ev- Alex Leatherwood, who's going to be a high NFL draft choice, who is going to be in his last season at Alabama, and then you've got Evan Neal. You know they, that's some pretty you know big time names that Alabama has produced or is producing. Um, Alex Leatherwood's going to be gone after this coming season. It's last at Alabama, and J.C. looked at things and and he feels like. Uh, Alex Leatherwood leaving uh, that's going to mean that Evan Neal is going to move from guard to tackle the following season and one of the tackle spots is going to be open and he he felt like there is a you know pretty darn good chance that he could go in there and start at the offensive tackle slot opposite Evan Neal and Evan Neal became a good friend of his he was really um, uh, obviously promoting Alabama And, and and JC looked as well at Paris Johnson and Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, two five-star, former five-star tackles at Ohio State that seemed likely to be Ohio State's starting uh, tackles after Thayer Mumford graduates and then for a couple years. I think he just saw or felt that perhaps Alabama offered him a better opportunity to start right away and everything else. It just kind of all uh, led to Alabama landing Latham.
0: Well, let's turn the page on Latham and, and get into some of the other offensive linemen that they could end up with in the 2021 class. They obviously have two commitments already who are outstanding, Donovan Jackson and Ben Chrisman, but they only have those two on the offensive line. Um, just tell the listeners what they need to know about 2021 offensive line recruiting for the Buckeyes.
1: Well, as you mentioned, Dave, they've got two great ones. You know, Donovan Jackson's a five-star guy and Ben Chrisman is a four-star guy. Uh, they are outstanding. Ben Chrisman's the top offensive lineman in Ohio. Um, Donovan Jackson uh, for the state of Texas, again, is a five-star guy. So that's a fantastic start. Now, uh, the problem, if, they're, if you want to call it a problem, is that they really want wanted or want four offensive linemen in this class. When you look at who they're going to likely lose, um, four has been the goal. So how do they get the other two? You know, with missing on Latham, it's going to be tough to get those other two offensive linemen, at least great, great offensive linemen. Sure, a high state is a high state. They can go out and, and and sign a good offensive lineman, but that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for greatness. And in particular, you know, they've got a several prospects. Jagger Burton from Kentucky, uh, very much still a possibility. You know, I, I think right now, if I were going to predict where Jagger Burton is going to end up announcing for, I would go with Kentucky. You know, he loves Lexington. People uh, sometimes don't understand that, um, you know, sometimes guys like where they are from. And Jagger Burton is from Lexington, and he loves Lexington. He likes Columbus, too. But he really loves Lexington. Now, will Ohio State be able to land him come August 24th when he announces? That's his date. It's it's certainly possible still, uh, but he would be certainly a huge target. Rocco Spindler from Michigan, Greg Madison, and and high State staff have done a great job recruiting him. But. Notre Dame and Michigan would be the two favorites right now to land him. They would love to have him. Um, You know, the other guys, Nolan Rucci from Pennsylvania. They've got Tristan Lay, um, who they'd like to have, certainly Garrett Dellinger. Those guys are going to be tough to get. Right now, High State does not lead for any of those three, so not going to be easy. So, you know, do they then go to the next tier if needed? You know, they might. You know, there are some good prospects out there. Rayshon Benny from, from Michigan is one example. Um, but I think that it, it might be more of someone else emerging Or down the road, the transfer portal. Ohio State is a huge destination spot now uh, with what Ryan Day has done with the program. They're a huge destination spot for people in the transfer portal. We all know what Jonah Jackson meant to the Ohio State offensive line. Could there be a Jonah Jackson, so to speak, out there for Ohio State to land? Not out of the question. They obviously landed Trey Sermon. Um, And then also, it's a long way till December. At this time, when Enoch. Vamahi was going into his senior year. He wasn't on anybody's radar screen for Ohio State, but lo and behold, late in the process, Brian Day and Greg Stadrara on Ohio State staff swooped in and got him an All all American guy. So there is time, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens.
0: Now, Ohio State still has a 39 point lead over Clemson for the number one recruiting class in the country. The Buckeyes have 19 commitments, they have 301 recruiting points average player rating of 95.34 Clemson 14 commits they have 262 recruiting points and the Buckeyes have a better average player rating Clemson has a very good player rating 94.54 again Ohio State's at 95.34 so Ohio State a tremendous class but I get this question a lot so I'm going to ask you the Dean are the Buckeyes losing recruiting momentum in this 2021 class could Clemson possibly catch them
1: well, Clemson's not going to catch them, at least in my opinion, because, uh, first of all, this is a spectacular high State class. As you mentioned, Dave, 95.34 average. You know, that's ridiculous. That's, that's an unbelievable average. And um, Clemson will likely only sign 21, maybe at the very most, 22 prospects in their 2021 class. So they're not going to catch Ohio State. Um, because Ohio State is likely going to sign at least 23, probably 24 or 25 guys in this recruiting class. And and when you look at the guys, they still have a shot at landing. You know, right now, if you, if you look at the crystal ball, and, and I agree with it in these cases, they lead for JT Tuimoloau, Al, the five-star defensive lineman from Washington. They lead for wide receiver Egmuka Egbekwa from Washington. Now, those are two five-star guys that would absolutely put Ohio State over the top. You know, there's a number of other guys that they certainly could land, um, Jagger Burton being one of them that we've talked about. So, you know, certainly they missed on a couple guys lately. They missed on J.C. Latham, uh, Troy Stilato went to Clemson, but again – uh, Emeka is is a guy that they have a great shot at landing. Uh, I do think that Hudson Wolf, the tight end, who could announce as soon as today but will announce in the next few days, I'm sure, uh, I think he's going to go to Tennessee. But, you know, you're not going to get every single player. You know, if, uh, if someone would have uh, asked most Buckeye fans uh, at the beginning of 2021 recruiting, would you be happy with Ohio State being number one in the country – uh, having over 300 points, having a huge lead over Clemson for the top class. Would you be happy with that uh, come uh, June 15th? And I think virtually any Buckeye fan would, be, would have said they would be ecstatic with that. And that's exactly where Ohio State is right now.
0: No question about it. Very well said. And great stuff all the way around from the dean of Ohio State football recruiting, Bill Curlick. Really appreciate it, Bill. And I appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning into to the show. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land.